0: This is a handshake agency podcast. Very exciting day for a couple of reasons. One, it's Friday. Friday's always fun. Number two, it is the third episode of The Green Room 2021. And reason number three is because US rock band Kings of Leon are back after five long years with their new album, When You See Yourself. It is out right now. Be sure to listen to it as soon as you listen to this podcast, because I promise it's a good one. I am joined by Kings of Leon's Jared Followill. Jared joined me on the show from his home in America uh, to talk about the new record, Uh, The wait in between five years does seem like a long time, but fans will know that this album uh, was meant to be released last year, but COVID happened and that kind of delayed everything. So we spoke about the recording process, uh, what fans are in for with this new album. We spoke a little bit as well. Fans will know that a couple of years ago, uh, obviously Kings of Leona Brothers, one cousin in there as well, that's the there was a lot of friction in the band fame and success played a very serious toll on the band we spoke about where they've come from where they are now as a group as brothers as a band uh, and what's next for the band they have a blueprint for what they want to do touring wise maybe Australia's in there maybe it's not you'll have to listen to find out but this album when you see yourself it is one of the best Kingsley on albums that they've released so if you do love this band, Make sure you listen to it, but here's a nice little prelude. Here is Jared from Kings of Leon on The Green Room. All right, Jared, thank you for coming on The Green Room, man. Where where are you right now?
1: Um, Right now, I am at home in um, uh, a town south of Nashville, Tennessee, a small little suburb.
0: Okay, so as we record this, we're, what, just over a week from album release. When you see yourself is out next week from where we are right now. How are you feeling so close to album release day?
1: I think good. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely um, anxious, like very, very anxious for people to hear it all and just, I don't know, just trying not to think of the technical side of things and just, you know, really hoping that people like it. But, you know, obviously there's going to be pressure from everybody. You hope that it does well and people, you know, buy it
0: take me back is it true that you guys wanted to release this album last year but obviously COVID stopped that so when did you start recording this and when did you finish it
1: Um, we started the writing process late 2018 um, and went in 2019 i think sometime maybe late spring or somewhere in there and then recorded all the way through up until about december of 2019 and definitely planned on releasing it in 2020. Um, I was looking at the test pressing of the vinyl earlier today and it was from March of 2020 and it said release date by June or something like that of 2020. So it was definitely like the ball was rolling. We were going to release it and then the world came to a screeching halt.
0: So when was the conversation that the band had where they said, you know what, fuck this. We need to get this album out. Let's do it on this date.
1: Um, I think that we just, we all were very nervous about just continuing to put it off and put it off. And it just started to feel like there's never going to be a right time. Um, You can't wait and say, well, let's do it once we're guaranteed to do a tour with the album or something like that. You know, this thing is, it's got a lot of, You know, winding turns to it. um, And it seems like it's getting better. And then it kind of feels like it might be getting worse and then better and worse. And eventually we were just like, yeah, we we can't sit on this thing forever. And we're not going to wait for things. There there might not be a perfect time to release it. And if there is, everybody else is going to release their album then. And we're going to be up against, uh, you know, Jay Z and U2 and (laughs) coming like 17th and on the charts.
0: Which is not what you want, obviously. Um, obviously. Obviously, everyone has been talking about the fact, you know, it's five years since this last album, but obviously COVID did play a role in that. A lot of the guests I've had on this podcast, especially in the last 12 months, um, some have been intentionally recording music, others haven't. How have you guys spent the last year? As you said, this album was kind of wrapped up in in March last year. How have you been spending this time in COVID, especially in the U.S.?
1: Um. We haven't been. Uh, we we kind of like I said, things were kind of like gradually uh, uh, postponed and canceled, and it happened kind of one by one by one. And so we were in a holding pattern for much of the year because you know our work had kind of been done. Once you finish an album and tie it all up, and you've got it completely finished and mixed and mastered and all of that you there's kind of not much more that you could do and we're always just waiting for you know the word to say like okay it's time to go um and so we really didn't record or do anything else or didn't really get too creative because we kind of you know emptied the batteries with making this album um so we all just kind of sat around and did our own things i'm sure that the the other guys wrote a little bit i wrote some stuff just kind of like goofing around it's it's hard not to write when you have nothing else to do but you know as a band we really didn't do anything except for just wait and text each other and make sure everybody's doing okay
0: yeah i read recently is it true that you guys have barely been in the same room and you actually haven't well this was in january i read this you actually haven't practiced this whole last 12 months
1: yeah i i didn't pick up a bass for a year until we started rehearsing to once we decided that we were going to release the album this year, um, we started rehearsing and you know, there's some TV things that you have to do and we actually were forced <laughs> to play. And so I picked up the bass then, but it had been a year. I've been playing, you know, guitar and playing on little toy guitars cause I've got a little girl now and just that's pretty much the only musical outlet I have or Toys, pianos, little guitars, things like that.
0: I finished listening to the album early today for like the second time ever. Congratulations. I really think this is one of the strongest Kings of Leon albums to date. Um, Caleb said recently, this is the most personal album to date, at least lyrically. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, And it's weird how that can happen because he kind of, led us into his world a little bit more like um i mean i helped on songs lyrically and i've never done that before ever um he, he's kind of like he'll bounce things off of you here and there but on this one he really allowed us in and i think that with him doing that and letting us kind of join and help out more um he was able to be more honest and be more open and personal because I don't know it wasn't you're kind of there in the process with him, so he's not just bringing you a personal story about himself, but it, if you're sitting there with him writing, you can kind of go through things and you can knock down some of those um insecurities as they come up, and he's like, yeah, is that too cheesy or is that are people gonna know that that's you know about me or about blah you know so and so um, and you can kind of nip that in the bud and be like, no, dude, that sounds great. Like, that's awesome. You should definitely go with that. And so I think that, you know, him letting us into his world kind of allowed him to be more personal.
0: I mean, it's in the album title, When You See Yourself, and the lyrics can be interpreted how you see it. What do you think this album, for you, what do you think this album is about? What do you think it speaks to? What's its message?
1: Um, I, it's all about, you know, just... Uh, self-reflection and just like kind of looking at yourself um, and just not literally, but it could be literally just, you know, um, I don't know. We all talked about it before we started about our insecurities and our desires for the album and what we wanted from this one. And that was musically and also, you know, the style of the album, how we wanted people to see us and it just got to our our own discussions about how we saw ourselves and, you know, what our insecurities were about that and how we wanted to try to knock some of that down and help ourselves out as much as possible to where we're not just cringing at everything we see. And it just kind of became a thing about image and 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 trying to be a little bit mysterious. And we, you know, a lot of times as you get bigger as a band, all of the mystery all of the mystery goes away and you're just like very much out there and in front of everybody and so we wanted to bring some of that back we had that kind of in the earlier days um and the lyric wasn't there at that point but once you know that lyric came up when you see yourself it really kind of connected with all of us and kind of brought back a lot of the discussions that we had, had early on and it just really kind of tied everything together for us.
0: Hi everyone. Beth Privatelli from the GWS Giants here. I'm an Aussie rules diehard, but you won't find a better sports podcast than The Take with NRL legend Willie Mason and some bloke called Ian. Join Willie and that other bloke every week as he takes you through everything happening in the sports world and sorts your tips out. GWS for the win, obviously. Check out all episodes of The Take, presented by the Handshake Agency Network, via thepodcasts.com.au. Obviously, long-term Kings of Leon fans will know about there was some friction in the band a couple of years ago. And you always hear stories about bands, specifically bands that break up when they say, you know, it's, it's like we were brothers. Well, this is different. Kings of Leon are actually brothers. So, you know, and it also just happens you're in a very successful and famous band there was obviously some tension a few years ago. Do you guys feel you've, you've navigated that now? You know, how is the dynamic in the band?
1: Um, I think it's great. It's definitely better than it ever has been. Um, I mean, I assume that it's as good as it can be in a band because we don't really argue or fight. We don't even really, at this point, we're kind of for the first time, very, very in sync. um, and we just don't really have that many disagreements, um, which makes it a lot easier not to argue and fight. But um, things are wonderful. And I, I think that, you know, any dust-ups that were in the past are kind of just funny memories, you know, like thinking back on a fight at Thanksgiving with your family. You know, it, it seems major at the time, but, you know, 10 years down the road, you can kind of look back on it and laugh. And there probably were literally fights at Thanksgiving, too.
0: What year was that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm half kidding, but every <laughs> every joke I say has a little bit of truth. I, I think there was one like a couple of days before Thanksgiving right. in 2003, maybe, too. I
0: don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, you touched on it before, the the idea of fame. And I know that, um, you know, red carpet events and fancy, you know, soirees are not Kings of Leon's thing. Do you think the the fame, the bigger Kings of Leon got, that's what caused the friction? Because at the end of the day, you are brothers, you are playing great music together, but you can't stop fame, and you can't stop gaining fans, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think it, that's probably for most artists. Um, first of all, being in a. Uh, uh, a, a quote unquote rock band you know people kind of want you to be a little bit debaucherous and they love that um and so that basically just enables you to kind of do whatever you want and just kind of get extremely wild and then you're exposed to these situations where you know everybody's doing that but you're exposed to them more um and so you're doing them kind of like every other night and, and things can just start to... Spiral and fa- and that's all part of fame and that's why you know a-, a lot of that stuff has taken down a lot of great artists because it's encouraged and you know uh, it's just it's so readily available that it can definitely become a problem if you don't kind of reel it in
0: is it something that is a like it's a phase for a band or is it was it getting to a point where you as a band needed to sit down together and say no we need to sort this out we need to move past this whatever it is we're doing we need to move on
1: yeah i think it, you know every band has their talks and sit downs and things like that and you just find something that works for you we never really had a thing to where we said like okay we're not drinking anymore as a band we've got to stop drinking or, or stop you know doing anything um it was just kind of like you know we probably d- d- discussed things like just basically you gotta be able to um to to function you know uh, like this is a big deal for all of us this is our livelihood it's a, a lot of people around us you know all of their livelihoods as well and a lot of people are riding on this. And so we just kind of got together and just said, yeah, like, you know, it's just, you know, any problems we had, you move past them. Any, you, you just kind of talk things out and try to figure out what's the best way to make everything work. And we found little things and little shortcuts here and there. And it just got better and better and better and until now we're just boring.
0: <laughs> boring dads, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, like that's—I mean—being a fan of your of your music and your band for a while, it does feel that way. Like when you do listen to this album, it has that vintage Kings of Leon sound, but it's modernized. And you know, knowing what I know of as a fan of the past, this album very much feels like a, this is Kings of Leon from the beginning, almost. Like this is the band that we all fell in love with. You all seem so in sync. The music sounds incredible. Do you think like this album is a perfect example of where you guys are at now in 2021?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, And I do think that it's kind of like a little bit of uh, a reflection on the journey that we've taken. And and it definitely feels very much like where we need to be. Um, And that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that it's the best album or anything like that. But I think that it's the best album for us. And I don't you know, think that we could have done anything that was more important for us. Um, And I hope that people agree and I hope people, you know, we get respect and, and, you know, things that we've kind of been looking for in the past. And it's definitely not about to us chart, you know, positions and radio spins and things like that. We just kind of want people to think that it's good and cool and you know we definitely worked our asses off on it and you know that's kind of where we are right now and we kind of feel very proud of it and so now we're just kind of gonna have to wait and see what everybody else thinks.
0: So what happens now I mean this is a question I ask every band that comes on the album's out but with the pandemic still very much a thing do you guys have an idea or a very vague blueprint of what you would like to achieve in the next 12 months. Are there, you know, talks about a tour? When can you tour?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that everybody's still kind of in a holding pattern. Um, But obviously now we have a lot more um, hope and definitely a lot more of a, a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, with having, vaccine and, and a lot of people getting it and then you're looking at data from that vaccine in places that have very high vaccination rates and you're seeing that it looks really really promising um and so obviously you have to think that it's that's going to change things and things are going to have to get normal um and i think they are uh, but it, i don't think that we've had real talks of exactly when it's just you kind of had baked pictures that you'll paint and, and things that probably that you hope and they sound very real and it definitely might happen, but, you know, we're hoping that we're touring by the end of the year um, and we're hoping that we can play shows and do things. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be 20,000 people in a closed arena and everybody, you know, right on top of each other. But, you know, I'm sure that there will be ways that you can play concerts. Um, I, I, but with this thing, it could always take a crazy weird turn that you have no idea about. You know, it's that's it's a very new thing. So you just hope for the best. And I I, I honestly have a lot of faith. And I think that it's going to, I think by the end of the year, things will be pretty normal.
0: Well, I don't know if you know this, but Australia is doing relatively okay, COVID speaking. If you have a spare 14 days and can quarantine, you guys are more than welcome to tour here.
1: I know it, man. I, I am blown away and so excited when I see videos and stories from down there It looks really really heavenly to everybody else um but I think I could spare 14 days I just got to bring the family with me
0: that's fine we can do that yeah well, what else can I be doing there right I mean, in the meantime
1: <laughs> nothing just, uh, sitting in my house for 14 days and then another fourteen, and then another fourteen.
0: <laughs> what happens now with if um, we're waiting for the for the tour announcers or if you can tour at all? Do you guys now take a well earned break? Are you recording more music, or now are you just, as you said, in the holding pattern?
1: Um, no, I mean, I, I think with touring, we're in the holding pattern. I think otherwise, we'll have a ton of stuff that we're doing. Um, our work is really just beginning. We kind of had a weird, well-earned, you know, year break that we're just coming off of. Um, it was kind of like a snow day. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> you guys don't really have snow days too often down there. No, but, we do not. Um, it, it, we No, yeah, we had, uh, you know, we had time off, but it was completely unexpected. But um, r- right now, I think we're going to be doing a ton of press and TV, things like that, and we're going to be pushing towards concerts and if concerts don't happen then we're gonna to have to get very creative and figure out other ways to work but i mean as far as i know we're going to be working all year and i'm carving out probably from now to 18 months from now as being a full-on work time for me very little vacation
0: yeah that's great and if it's okay with you i'm just going to go and tell everyone that you've said you're coming to australia very soon and that way you know we all win right
1: you never know you might as well just you know let's just throw some stuff out there and and pray that it hits
0: <laughs> jared thank you so much for coming on me again congratulations on the album uh i really really love it so um yeah if if this is the start of selling new for kings of leon i'm very excited to see what's next man
1: cool man thank you so much for having me on thank you
0: thanks jared That's our episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Green Room Podcast, and thank you for Jared and Kings of Leon for coming on the podcast to promote their new album. It is out right now when you see yourself. Check it out on Spotify, wherever you get your music. Let's get this album to number one. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back to do it all again next week. We'll see you there. Make sure you head over to thepodcast.com.au to check out all the other Handshake Agency podcasts. And please, if you're on Apple Podcasts, hit rate, hit subscribe, hit review. Do all the nice things for you, pal. Thank you. We'll see you then. Bye.
1: Griffiths is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network, produced by Neil Griffiths, recorded and engineered by Zake Parker, executive producer Craig Treweek.